0: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we get you all caught up on everything that is happening here in the North Shore sports scene, especially in a very chaotic uh, couple weeks here with the playoffs happening, a lot of stuff to talk about. So as I like to say, we've got a jam-packed episode of the Varsity Podcast. On the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. Before we get you all caught up and get you excited for a big week of uh, postseason sports here, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Android, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check us out. If we're not there, let us know and we'll make sure to add our podcast there as well. And always check out older episodes of the podcast We always got some good um, IHSA takes some old interviews as well. So a lot of fun stuff uh, going on in older episodes of the podcast as well. But like I said, we've got a jam packed episode this week with a lot of pretty much every sport going on with the postseason. Um, So we're just going to do our regular four quarter format in the first quarter. We're going to recap everything that has happened since the last time we talked to you folks. In the second quarter, we're joined by Nutrier Boys Volleyball Coach Suan Hak. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then the fourth quarter, we get you all ready for the upcoming uh, playoff matches that are happening this uh, weekend. We've got a lot to talk about. So why don't we jump right in and get things started? Um, why don't we start things off with um, the team that brought home some uh, state hardware? That would be the New Trier boys tennis team. Um, We talked about this team a lot during the regular season. and We talked about their um, hopes of what they wanted to accomplish uh, this year. And um, we pretty much predicted what was going to happen. New Trier finishing second place at the state tournament as a team. Um, Hinsdale Central winning that um, title as we expected. But Joe, um, obviously just finishing second, getting a big performance from a lot of different guys. Um, just continuing the rich tradition of boys tennis within that Trevians program.
1: Yeah, um, you know, congrats to the Trevians for that second place. It was um, a hard-fought second place. Barrington was right behind with 26 points, Fremd with 24, Hersey with 21. um, Neutrier, um had 29, though, so they got second place. But they were all uh, well behind Hinsdale Central. We talked about it. Just a dominating performance and year and roster um, for the Red Devils. They had uh, they finished first and second in the singles, so they played each other in the singles division, and second and third in the doubles. So just uh, crazy talented um, and uh, high performance at the state tournament. Nutria now um, kind of in a dogfight for second place. Needed some big victories. They got it. Their two doubles teams finished, um, I think we had a uh, fourth and fifth, if I'm not mistaken, finish on the double side. And they, they got, um, so most of their points, I think 19 of their 29 came on the double side. Then we had their top singles placing in the top 10, making it to the consolation back Matthew Plunkett um, and Stan Oakson um, getting some wins as well on the single side to get some much needed points. So everyone contributed, you know, team sport. That's kind of been Tad Eckert's motto and um, Nutrier's motto since he's been there is, you know, we're just going to collect as many team points as possible. This is a team game. Uh, and We talked a little, I talked to Tad a little bit about that. Um, and it was, they lost a lot, a lot of new faces on the varsity Nutrior boys roster this year. So um, good finish for them. <laughs> a lot of new faces in the state roster. They only had one returner, Matthew Plunkett, who played doubles last year. So, um, great rebound for them. Got another second place trophy. Um, they trophy just about every single season. Um, so quite a, a bit of a dynasty, I think you could call it here. Nutria tennis has been for decades and um, they got the best trophy available. It's, you know, Coach Eckert said it felt like a win.
0: Yeah, for those two double teams, I mean, Will Feely and Jack uh, Ravikin finished uh, fourth overall. Um, losing in the semifinals uh, to Hinsdale Central doubles team and then losing in the third place match to another Hinsdale Central doubles team Um, and then Chris Ackerman and Caden Liu uh, finished fifth as the doubles team, um, winning in the consolation semifinals against the Barrington doubles and then uh, winning obviously in fifth place um, against Highland Park to uh, pick up another couple key points. Um, for the Trevians there. But congrats to them on another great year, another great um, season for the Trevians, especially with all the uh, newcomers uh, this season. So congrats to the Trevians on uh, continuing a great um, run here in uh, all these postseason, especially for both the boys and girls program. All right, let's jump on over now. We're going to move over to boys volleyball, where um, the new Trier, able to pick up uh, a critical win especially after dropping a very big uh, first set in their uh, super sectional matchup but the Trevians uh, beat the defending state champions um, to win the sectional championship and now they're heading to their seventh uh, state finals tournament in the past eight years. Joe just a really impressive performance from the Trevians um, who have just found an act to uh, Obviously, they're successful during the regular season, but no matter what happens during the regular season, it seems like they really know how to turn it on uh, when it comes time for the postseason.
1: Yeah, and the, the, the poise of this team really impresses me. Um, they, you know, in the, in the, the previous game against Maine South, uh, which was a tough game for the regional championship, they lost the first set too, um, and they bounced back with two straight wins. So uh, they did this here as well. Um, but this time, you know, Glenbrook North reigning champions, state champs, and they got a powerful uh attack and they took it to Neutrier, gave them no room to breathe in that first set, 25-12. And I, I gotta admit, I was sitting there like, Well, what what a great season from Nutrier, but this GBN team looks ready to compete for a state title. And then Nutrier, just like in the main south game, but even to another degree, just you know, ratcheted up the defense. Uh, you know, their passing was much stronger and they just started, you know, to 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 match them point for point and, get, and go on a couple runs. And that's that's kind of volleyball, right? You know, if two teams are setting each other out, who goes on the, the one run or two runs that are better? Um, and that was neutral in the final two sets. Um it was really impressive stuff all around. Um, great game from middle, Nathan Zelato. Um they their senior captain do everything. Stefan Jaya, uh, I think he had 14 assists and you know maybe five kills, four blocks, 12 service points. He was all over the court. Uh, I thought Max Mazur had a nice game out of the right side and um, Will Hopkins in the back row too. So uh, we talked about David Wolf getting the final kill in the third set um, off an incredible dig by Hopkins, but uh, he, he didn't have a great game offensively. He was just a bit off long and wide on some of his swings. And, uh, but they, they trust him with the final kill he delivered um, right in a little hole in the defense um, from the back row attack. So uh, they look good, you know, when they're, when they're playing, I think they're a state contender. Um, you know, they have seven losses, which is among the most at state, but they played a lot of the season without Stefan Jaya, their, their star going to Princeton. So um, I think they're ready to
0: compete. All right. We'll talk more about. We'll do all the previews uh, looking ahead um, in the fourth quarter. So, because uh, we got a lot of stuff to get over here um, in the first quarter, but uh, stick wins volleyball. Loyola falling in the regional uh, championship game. In the Hersey they beat Evanston in the regional semifinal game um, and beat uh, Lise Francaise de Chicago, um, which I did not know there was a French high school in Chicago, which was something fun to uh, learn about. Perfect. But uh, um, so Ramblers losing in the uh, regional championship round. Joe, it just seemed like this uh, Rambler team never really kind of picked up its footing um, and kind of figure out what they uh, could do this season.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think they just didn't have the the horses. That's a phrase I've used a lot this year. They um, just weren't, you know, previous Ramblers teams usually had one or two just you can't stop these guys. Um, and I don't think they have that as yet, but they, got a, they played a lot of younger guys here I think, I think they're outside Ben Trapp, who's a sophomore, really developed. Um, and they'll go forward. You know, they're going to miss oh, Casey okay. McManaman and um, Mark Gonzalez in the middle and Kyle Murray in the outside. But uh, they're going to grow from this, and, and they'll be back to the 30-win teams.
0: All right. We'll jump over now. Let's go over to lacrosse, um, where let uh, will start with, off with boys, where uh, we had what well, we predicted, a loyola Nutrier uh sectional final. Um, Matchup here between the Ramblers and Nutrier. and uh, Loyola gained the best of Nutria, winning seven to four, um, and then Loyola beat uh, Saint Viator in the super sectionals, thirteen to seven, um, and advanced to another state finals. Um, Loyola will take on Wheaton Academy in the state semifinals Thursday night. We're recording this Thursday in the afternoon, um, so Joe, just uh, kind of what we predicted with the Loyola boys team. Um, took care of business against new cheer kind of a low scoring event, a low scoring game. And that um, was able to handle St. Viator uh, pretty easily in the sectional uh, super sectionals.
1: Yeah. We talked about how we thought Loyola had the edge. Like the, our predictions on lacrosse were pretty spot on. Um, now we don't want to talk about our predictions in soccer. That didn't work out, but um, right. lacrosse was pretty spot on. Um, Loyola boys just had the edge on new Trier, which we talked about had it. Had a tough year with with the hazing incident at the beginning of the year. Guys in and out of the lineup, no coach, um, no normal head coach. Of course, they had coaching. Um, So I don't think they ever just got to the level maybe they could be uh, because of that. But I still think they were a top two, top maybe three team in the state. Nutria Trier was uh, once they got all their team back, which they were back and they lost to Loyola in a close game. We just thought Loyola had the edge and that's what happened.
0: Let's talk about the girls. Um, a much closer matchup. Loyola almost able to uh pull it off here. Kind of we expected Nutria to win, but um Nutria won that sectional final against the Ramblers eight to seven. Um, and then just uh took care of business against Hersey 14 to 3. The super sectionals. Nutria will play Lincoln 1 Central Co-op on Friday at uh the state semifinals there. But Joe, a much closer matchup, kind of what we talked about for um, the girls sectional final and new Cheer able to hold on there and pick up that uh, one goal win after falling last year by a goal to the Ramblers. Yeah. Um,
1: two of the two best teams in the state here. And uh, we talked about shame that they made up in the sectional quite a lacrosse match. We got the uh, recap on our site from uh, Michael, O'Hugh, who was out there and um, Nuture came back. They were down early. Um, then they went up and just kind of held off uh, a comeback from the, uh, from the Ramblers, two very good teams, girls going to play college across all over the place. Uh, but nutriere got a little bit more uh, just, and it's really just a smidge um, more. They won the regular se- season battle as well, by, I believe one goal. So I think they're the prohibitive favorite here to win state. And uh, I think they'll pull it
0: off. All right, we'll preview that matchup in the fourth quarter, but let's jump on over now to uh, softball, where we have uh, the Ramblers pulling off kind of a nice little run here. Um, then the number six seed in the GBN uh, sectional. Um, Loyola defeated GBS in the regional semifinals, and then defeated GBN 4 to nothing in the regional final, and then took down uh, Buffalo Grove one to nothing in that sectional semifinal to set up a sectional final between the Ramblers and Warren um, on Saturday morning at GBN. Um, Joe, a really impressive run from the Ramblers here. Um, thanks in large part to just uh, a really strong uh, pitching performances.
1: Yeah. Well, Mackenzie Berry has been just, he, she's stepped up and she's been untouchable um, nearly untouchable. I mean, we're talking, she hasn't allowed to run her and her defense, of course, uh, have not allowed to run in the postseason. Um, in three games and the past two games, she struck out 36 batters in um, 15 innings. I think, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, she's approaching, you can only strike out 21 in a seven inning game. Um, and she's just been on fire. Um, she's, she's a momentum pitcher for sure. Um, she really builds up to the moment. And I think this, uh, this year she really wants she already has done something special, but I think she's, she's chasing something here with the rest of her team. And um, it's a young team, and she's certainly guiding the way. Uh, she also had the sack fly to win it. Buffalo Grove was the top seed in that sectional. Um, and uh, we'll see if they can do it again on Saturday. Um, Going to be another special one. Um, we'll see if they can get a sectional championship after a very a good year, a fine year, but nothing spectacular. Um, if they can do something spectacular here.
0: Yeah, what a run just to be able to—I mean, eight nothing, four nothing, one nothing. I mean, just they have three shutouts in the postseason where we famously talk about, you know, in softball and baseball how like unpredictable that is. I mean, you look at brackets and there are one and two seeds and three seeds all losing in like the first two rounds or something like that, just because baseball and softball are such unpredictable games and really rely on how strong your pitcher is that day. And just to be able to have three shutouts so far is just so impressive for the Ramblers and. Um, really says a lot about you know the pitching and the defense and how important that is uh, if you're going to try to make a run to state.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And talk about um, stamina as well. You know, let's let's credit her her catcher. Um, I think it's Amelia um, Bartholomew um, who is, is a freshman or sophomore. Uh, unbelievable call in these games here, and um, the stamina of of Mackenzie Berry pitching all these innings here and all these pitches with the strikeouts. You got at least three pitches here um, per batter. Um, she's really racking up the pitch count and she's coming through and we can expect that again on Saturday, or at least her on the mound. We'll see if she can do it again. Um, uh, yeah. It's just, it's incredibly impressive what she's doing. And I mean, can they ride her, her all the way to state? Can she take them there? Man, it, it's certainly looking like she's close to untouchable. That is Buffalo Grove is the top seed and she shut them out through eight so um i think anything's possible now
0: yeah as the cliche goes in baseball and softball momentum is the next day's pitcher and if she's going to keep on pitching like that then the ramblers will have a really good uh shot at making it uh down to uh state but um let's jump on over now we'll talk some baseball um where the ramblers uh continue to uh Take care of business here. Open the postseason with an 11-1 win over Main West and won the regional championship thanks to a 2-1 win over Elk Grove Village. Um, so the Ramblers and Evanston play uh, Thursday um, evening, or whatever you want to call it, 5 p.m. Uh, during the day. But um, so we're recording this before they uh, get the match, the game started here, Joe. But um, Ramblers just being able to uh, slug away and get into Uh, the sectional semifinals here and face off against the um, top seed here in Evanston after GBS defeated Maine South um, in the regional finals.
1: Yeah. And um, the, the boys are also getting some good pitching. They just got uh, 14 Ks from Roger Simon um, kind of the MVP of that team on on both sides of the plate. He went six and a third and struck out 14. So that's also more than two an inning um for the ramblers in that regional championship over elk grove who beat Trier two days earlier um as well so um they fended them off and then now they got um one tonight so i don't know how much we can talk about it uh just because i'm sure it'll be fodder for next week depending on how they do but um and by the time you listen to this it might be in the middle of the game but uh you know we'll see if they keep it going this is a good team they can hit um It really depends on their pitching. So when they get good pitching like that, um, they're a very, very good team. Um, And all their losses came in the Catholic League. So we'll see if they can pull it out and compete for a sectional championship on Saturday, which would be Glenbrook South. I think they're the six or eight seed in that sectional. So yeah, that's a very hot Titans team um, going into the sectional championship. So can Loyola matchmen meet them there? We'll see tonight.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Nutrier losing 5-4 to four against Elk Grove Village in their playoff opener. Um, the way we talked about, or w- the way I said, um, you know, how Loyola boys volleyball um, seemed like they could never truly figure it out. And that's kind of how I feel about Nutrier baseball, where it just seems like they couldn't, they had good streaks, they had good wins, and they had some losses. And it just seemed like Nutrier kind of never uh, put it together here, um, especially toward the end of the season.
1: Here's another one I my predictions that was way off. Uh, I really just kept thinking Trier would go on a run. I really liked a lot of hitters on this team. Um, I think they're extremely capable, but they never came through in situations that, that really mattered, or, or they rarely did. Um, their situational hitting was a problem all year. It reared its head again in their playoff opener um, with the score tied. Um, they put runners on base. bases loaded one out in the fifth, um, two on, runner on third, one out in the sixth, and they couldn't get it done. Um, it's kind of a shame because there's a lot of talent on that roster, uh, a lot of youth too. So, but they finished that loss, dropped them 16 and 17. Mike and from my research, which was not complete, um, you'd have to—I I couldn't find complete archives—but I don't know if Nutriors ever had a losing season in baseball. This could be their only one. Oh ever. wow uh, which is crazy. Um, it's definitely the only one in Mike Napoleon's tenure. He called it his worst season. And, um, the IHSA backup uh, archives, back that up. Um, they've had more losses before. I think one year they were like 21 and 18, um, more games, of course, a lot of games rained out this year, but, uh, they've never finished below 500. So this team just never put it together. A lot of talent. A lot of guys are going to go on and play college ball and succeed. Um, But they're going to come back next year with, I think, five or six in that starting lineup that uh, are coming back and can play ball. So, can they develop? Can they figure out the situational hitting? Um, We'll see.
0: All right, talking about bad predictions, let's go to girls' soccer where uh, we had uh, Loyola facing off against Evanston in the sectional title game and uh, wild kids just really showing off their talent and how strong of a program. Not only this year, but every year they are with the five to win, five to one win over uh, the Ramblers. Um, Joe just uh, kind of a just evan been kind of showing its will and showing why um, it is competing and playing in the state semifinals um, this weekend in Naperville.
1: Yeah, I think they're you know them in Naperville North are the state favorites at this point. I think if North, I think North is still alive. Um, I have to they lost in the
0: sectional finals?
1: Oh well, never mind. Um, who beat them? Uh, ne-
0: uh, Mateo Valley.
1: Matea. So um, that's kind of a shocker, but I think Evanston's a favorite to take home um, a state championship. They're that good. They are not four goals better than Loyola, but they certainly put it on them in that game. Loyola just, um, you know, talking to the coach and, and star Grace Ellard after the game, they just, they had their worst game of the year at the worst time. Um, and Evanston, of course, has plenty to do with that. Their pressure is extremely tough to you know, keep up with um, They're fast, they're smart, um, they possess well, um, and they have a very smooth attack. And uh, they just, you know, they scored one, you know, 10 minutes later, they scored two. And then I think 10 minutes later, they scored back to back, boom, boom. And that game was over before halftime. So I don't know what you can say. I just know Loyola was had a very nice season. This is the furthest they've gotten um, in the past four years. Um, it was a special team because. Um, they brought in a new coach four years ago to kind of reshape that program after a bit of a controversy with their previous coach. Um, not a bit of, it was a controversy. He was fired, um, after actually a police investigation, um, no charges filed, but, um, he was out of there and they brought in, um, Shannon Hardinger and she kind of started to reshape reform and Loyola was never bad, but this year they were really good conference champs undefeated and, uh. I mean, they lost to a better team um, in in the sectional finals, but kudos to to Loyola.
0: Yeah, kudos to them on a on a good season. And we started the pot uh, the first quarter with the championship series, and we we'll ended with the championship series. Boys track and field taking place down at EIU this past weekend, Joe. And um, we had some strong finishes uh, from the North Shore um, with some all-state honors.
1: Yeah, we had. Uh, I guess. A handful of guys from our area down there uh, for uh, a lot of distance runners. Um, for New Trier, we had uh, George Cahill and Nick Falk, and they both went all state in the 3,200. Um, so congrats to those guys capping off their, their amazing careers. They're going to run it at uh, big places. Um, Nick's going to Duke. And, of course, I forget where George is going, but he'll run in college as well. Um, and then, you know, Jack Brewer also competed in a mid distance there at state for Nutriere. (laughs) And then, uh, for Loyola, we had Aiden Simon in the mile run. Um, he also went all state. Um, that's, uh, actually the brother twin brother of Roger Simon on the baseball team. So big week for those guys. Um, and on the, uh, missing one more. Oh, on the triple jump, um, we had, uh, I'm going to, Clifton or Clinton? I think it's Clifton, um, Usafu. Um, he was a sectional championship, and he jumped at state as well in the triple jump.
0: All right, well, congrats to them and uh, everybody that we've talked about in the first quarter. A long uh, first quarter, but a lot of good stuff to talk about. So why don't we jump on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Nutriar Boys volleyball head coach, Sean <laughs> Hack um join know you got a chance to catch up with coach after new triers uh win that to send them back to the state finals tournament what are the folks at home going to hear
1: yeah i mean just a pretty um excited coach Hawk. um it was a very entertaining and high quality volleyball match and uh, so we just talked about how they responded after the big first set loss and um kind of for some of her her strategy is to slow down the very fast-paced um, Glenbrook North uh, offense and scoring machine. Um, and uh, yeah, just how they pulled it off.
0: All right, let's take a listen.
1: Congrats. Thank you. Uh, I
0: was they,
2: yeah, they really took it to you the first set. <laughs> that's
3: a bit what trouble. I Where, what,
2: <laughs> well, I guess, what was the deal there and how did you guys rebound?
3: Well, I knew we just weren't signing out well. And that's something we actually didn't really do well. So I wasn't super concerned long-term, but we had got ourselves in such a hole that I knew that game was probably a little out of reach, but we were trying to, like, get our mojo back, and we really wanted to like, do a couple things today, use our middle as well, and Thank serve you. We were doing the serving yep. part, but we weren't doing the finals, well Yeah.
2: Well.
3: And then second yeah, we were able to take advantage of that, and yeah, our middles are very, very difficult to stop. Even the GBM has a good, very good middle. Bodies, yeah. but our middles are
2: and they go on runs, I and mean, when they go on runs, they're a very momentum team. Um, how do you stop that? Like, did you have any strategies to? Yeah,
3: I mean, we knew we have to use subs, use timeouts, the big servers, and then um, we have to adjust our server seat if we need to right away. We got to do everything fast because. Um, because they do know how to score points quickly. So right.
2: I was yeah, going to mention, mention that, your subs. I didn't want to put words in your mouth of that strategy, little gamesmanship. To
3: you know, one good strength of my team is that we've had so many different lineups. People play so many different positions. Offenses. We have a lot of confident players. And normally, I I would hesitate to sub people in and stay turned if they've been sitting all game. But because they've been doing it all season, they yeah. felt comfortable and they were able really to
2: uh, that last play... I mean, I don't... 15 Collins? Is that his name on the other team? That was a rifle. I don't know how he Will dug the, that,
3: dude. You... Will Arliebert takes like the most unbelievable shots. I mean, his reaction time and his watching form was like volleyball magazine material. Yeah. I mean, he was like that against like, South as well. He, you were you were there? Yeah. He was, mm-hmm. yeah you, you wrote a good article, I think, but, Oh sure. Um, but anyways, but yeah, he, his reaction time and his ability to like read what's happening, get to the right spot at the right time is just. phenomenal.
2: And then. I talked to David, and he said it, so he didn't have a great game. Uh, David? Yeah. He was uh, just off, and then he gets the final kill.
3: Right. I, I think David passed well. I think he hit well. They just, you know, they they play, they have good defense against them. Yeah. The they like, that's their best out of court. So I thought David did a lot for us tonight, and, um here's the thing you don't have to play well every point in volleyball you just have to keep fighting and flying at it and that's how i thought a lot of our players said we had highs and lows throughout the match So they just kept on fighting that's well, well,
0: awesome thanks so much for joining us coach and thank you as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week always appreciate everybody's insight and contributions All right, let's head on over to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way. I throw out five propositions to Joe and we argue or agree about whether what I said can happen way or whether it cannot happen no way. Um, All right, let's start things off here with uh, softball. Uh, Way or no way, Joe, that the Loyola softball team can make it down to the state finals tournament?
1: Yeah. I mean, they still got um, a couple big matchups. They gotta, they gotta cross over. And I don't think they're so young um, on the, as, and that really you feel that on the offensive end. I don't know if they're going to be able to put up um, five, six, seven runs against any of these pitchers that they're going to face in the next couple rounds to get to state. So they're gonna, have, you know, they're gonna have to rely on a, a strong pitch performance by Barry and just pushing a couple across. It's a lot to ask. Four games, three games in a row, four games in a row. I don't, th- I don't think that I'll say no way. I don't think they make it to state. I mean, uh, I think they, they might pull it off on Saturday and then supers. It might be a tough, another tough one.
0: Yeah. I think I'd agree with you. No way about going to the state semifinals. Um, I think they have the potential to beat Warren, but um, they're likely to play Huntley um, in the super sectional and Huntley's starting pitcher has already thrown two perfect games um, in the postseason and has not allowed uh, any, anything in 26 and a half innings. So I think it'd be a too, too much of a challenge, especially for such a young team where um, I think they'll be, they have a chance to beat Warren, but if they see Hundley in that super sectional, um, I just think that'd be too much of a task and um, just too much for the Ramblers to overcome in such a strong matchup. So I'll go no way um, about making it to uh, the state semifinals there. All right, Joe, Nutria boys Volleyball is back at the state finals. Uh, Way or no way that they can win the whole thing?
1: That they can't? I think they are capable, but, man, that's a power-packed state finals we got. Um, You know, they start off with Donners Grove South, who's been good. I think think they can win that matchup. But then they got Lincoln Way East. Um, My boys out of Lincoln Way, um, and they're – they're a very good team. On the other side, you got Glenbard West. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Who else am I missing? You got, o- well, you I'm, mean, I'm, I o- assumed uh, that Lincoln Way West would, I'm sorry.
0: You got, uh, on the other side of the bracket, you got Ignatius, Glenbard West, Libertyville, and OPRF.
1: Yeah, you got OPRF and Libertyville, two more good teams. So I think they are a top four team at state at this point after that, that defeat of GBN. Um, I, I think if Lincoln Way East, beats O'Fallon in the opener and that's no guarantee um these are all very good teams um I think that's going to be a showdown in the semis and I I I think they can win it I think they can go on a run but I don't think they they will I think it's just too many too much room for error there Uh, I I don't think they will win a state championship but I think they can so I'm I'm fence sitting on this one
0: yeah I'm going to go with um I don't know. I struggle with this one because I feel like I've been kind of doubting this new team for much of the season um, based on what they've been able to do in the, in the regular season. But, I mean, they've shown us in the postseason how strong of a team that they are. And um, I think that they can get past downers, Grove South, um, playing against Lincoln Way East in the state semifinals though is a tall task. And then you got great teams like OPRF, Lombard West, um, Libertyville and Saint Ignatius. So, I mean, um, I think I'll go no way about winning a state title. I would not be surprised about third place finish, a third place trophy, but um, winning a state title, I'm uh, going to have to go with uh, no way on that one. All right. Let's move on over now to lacrosse. Um, Where no way, Joe, uh, that trier girls lacrosse doesn't win a state title.
1: I mean, no way. I really like uh, what they've done and uh, what they've shown in the playoffs, especially with the win over Loyola, of course. Um, So I think they, they are a big favorite here. And I think they've shown that they've played in tough games enough to pull it off, that they're not going to be that they'll be poised and ready for the challenges. So I think no way they will win it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be a broken record here and just say Mm -hmm. that the state championship already happened um, and new chair won it. They just need to go through the formality of beating three more teams. Um, Lincoln Way Central co-op I don't think that's much of a challenge for them in the semifinals I saw Lake Forest on Tuesday they look good Um, Hinsdale Central always is good as well but I just think that this Nutria program is at a different level Hinsdale Central probably gives them the toughest challenge at the state championship game and maybe it being at Hinsdale Central makes it um, which another which is another thing to get mad about is why is taking place at Hinsdale Central if one of the teams are competing in it I feel like you could have this hosted at like Northwestern where there's a really good traditional girls lacrosse program right by the lake. Why not do that? That's a different way or no way, but I think, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, there's no way that this team doesn't win the state title. I think they definitely um, are holding that state championship at the end of Saturday. All right. We're going to stick with lacrosse here. Um, way or no way, Joe, uh, that uh, Loyola boys lacrosse somehow finishes fourth at the state championships.
1: Oh, no way. No way. I don't expect that. I think they're the favorites, too. I think maybe they have more of a challenge than the Nutria girls do. Uh, we got some big time teams left here um, for the boys, but I still think they're the favorites. And they've been here before numerous times and have taken these challengers on um, with high level across. So uh, I say n- no way they won't finish fourth.
0: Yeah, I'll go No Way with that one on two. I think they should get past Wheaton Academy. um, And then it should create another fun matchup on Saturday if uh, Lake Forest wins um, a repeat of last year's uh, state title match. Um, Lake Forest looked good on Tuesday when I saw them, but um, I think the Ramblers should take care of business. So No Way, they finish fourth. They're definitely winning that state title as well. All right, and we will uh, finish things off here with Way or No Way with baseball. Um, which could get pretty old depending on how quickly you listen to this podcast, but uh way or no way that Loyola wins a super sectional. Ooh. I feel like that reaction tells you all you need to know folks.
1: Yeah. I don't think they do. I think at this point, you know, you've kind of weeded out some of the teams that are good, but maybe not playing at their best. And now we got a bunch of good teams that are also hot. Um, at this time. And, uh, I think they, uh, they pull it off tonight and I think they really battle with GBS and could go either way. And I think that same thing would happen to super sexual. And again, when you're just saying, you know, whoever plays best that day, it's a wash, uh, you're bound to lose one of those games. Um, but who knows, you know, last year, I think, a what did a 13 seed win the state championship in baseball? Um, so, it could happen. And Loyola is more than capable with the people on their roster. Um, but I'll say no way.
0: Yeah. I, I think it might be too tall of a task. I don't know. I honestly, I'm going to go no way because I'm not sure if they will be able to beat Evanston. Um, I think uh, Evanston poses a lot of strong, uh, strong attributes and might be strong, uh, hard to uh, pass. And um, I don't know much about that. If they get to the super sectional, although, I mean, they would have to play their Mundelein or, pal, or friend, um, Mundelein, the number two seed uh, from the nade seed, and then obviously GBS, eight seed in that sectional final. Um, they, they would be playing at home. So I feel like I'm kind of talking myself into maybe yeah. them. I feel like we're, we both kind of talked ourselves into like saying that they could do it. But um, I just think against Edmondson, that probably is their toughest task. So I'm going to go with no way here. I think mean, just too tough of a task, and I don't think that they'll be able to uh, – um, make it, make it into, uh, the sectional final matchup, but all right, that's way or no way. Let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we, uh, preview some more, just, uh, some stuff that we were just talking about, um, the weekend that we have ahead, um, things can obviously move very quickly here. Um, so why don't we start with the lacrosse's, um, both Loyola boys and new Trier girls. Um, I feel like we both, have hit on this a lot of times. Um, And I feel like we're both pretty confident that both Loyola boys and Nutura girls should be out winning uh, state championships at Hinsdale Central this weekend.
1: Yeah. Just from years of, of covering this and watching it and following it, you know, and the teams and the scores from this year, it just seems like this is what is probably going to happen. What, I guess is the favorite to happen here. Um, more so confident in the girls. I just, you know, I love the, what they're doing and how they're playing and, um, but Loyola boys are right there. They just might have some stiffer competition with Wheaton and, um, Lake forest, all two very good teams. Um, I think they bested them by, man, did they beat by one or two goals each, you know, in, in the regular season matchup. So should be good lacrosse. Um, but I really feel like, uh, they step up their game in the postseason and they, they've got the talent to do it. I think five or six, seven guys going division one lacrosse. So they're they're ready to go. I think the Ramblers are. And, and um same goes for Nutria girls. Um, they should be in the finals. I don't think Lake Away co-op's gonna have the team to compete with them there. It should be a better matchup, but I still think they they're they're the favorite.
0: When, here's a good question. When does the rest of the state kind of catch up? I mean, obviously I know that the IHSA just sanctioned lacrosse a few years ago. So we're getting our first official state champions uh, in the first couple of years here. But um, based on how the growth is and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you've seen Hinsdale Central uh, win a girls title. Um, and You've seen other teams compete for it. Obviously Lake Forest, another North Shore team. But when does it kind of grow into a fact where more teams can be competitive where it doesn't have to be Loyola and competing for a sectional title in the pseudo state championships where you don't have big blowouts in the super sectional rounds. And how quick so, how quickly do we get to that level?
1: I mean, that's a good question. I don't even know how to answer it. I mean, I feel like we're starting to get there more so on the boys' side, to be honest. Uh, I think you know, programs at different levels in the state obviously you got Nutrier and Loyola, and sometimes a Glenbrook North pops in and is pretty good. Same with South. Um, Not as good, but they're developing. I mean, they all play in similar clubs and things like that. So it'll take a bit of time. Lake Forest is pretty good. And then you got Wheaton out in the West. That's that's really talented and some co-ops in the South that are coming up. I, I do think it's going to take time, especially more so on the girl side, just because uh, I think you're competing with girls soccer which is a huge program um, in the spring um, track and field as well. Um, And I'm missing another big spring one, um, I think for the girls, but those are two big softball, of course. So you're talking three programs you're competing with and trying to get kids into on the girl side. I just don't know. Um, If lacrosse is at a point where it's become a favorite. And I think that's, it'll have to be a competitor among those sports um, at the youth levels, um, to, to rise to the point where they choose that over those other sports, softball, soccer, um, it's not there yet. So it'll be more tough on the girls side.
0: All right, let's move on over now to, um, softball. Um, we've got the Ramblers, like we talked about, um, competing for a title against uh, Warren. So, uh, sectional title against Warren, um, can this pitching continue, Joe, just this hot streak of, uh, Barry just being able to continue what they're doing and a strong defense where, I don't know if you need another shutout, but can you get a, like a low scoring affair where the Ramblers are able to squeak past uh, Warren?
1: I don't see why not at this point. You know, I've followed Mackenzie Barry for, for, for a few years here. Um, obviously she, she was there, their top gun last year as well. Um, and she just, she seemed to really find it right now. And that's obviously the best point um in the season to find it and I mean never never get up from a hot streak right um so I think she can do it against Warren um it's just can Loyola scratch cross a couple runs for her um but like you said after that it's Huntley and that will be phenomenal uh matchup I think I think McKenzie would step up but I think is her name Jory is that right
0: yeah, yeah. Jory heard.
1: yeah is uh I mean, literally untouchable. So, um, I think it can happen again on Saturday. I think I'm, I'm, I'm predicting she, she does something similar to that. Um, but Warren will be ready. Uh, obviously the stories are out there. So what will they do offensively to try to get runners on base and put pressure on her? I think they'll be able to do something.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how she adjusts because Warren has scored 22, 11 and 10 runs in each of their first, uh, Three games there, so I think limiting those hot bats is definitely going to be a key for Barry. Um, obviously, that's a game plan regardless. But just being seeing what Warren has been able to do so far, just putting up um, what is that, uh, forty-three runs in three games, uh, that'll be a really interesting task for the Rambler pitcher. For sure. All right, let's go over now to baseball, Joe. What do you uh, ex- quick uh, quick prediction here, since? Uh, It'll uh, be happening tonight. But what do you think happens with the Ramblers tonight against Evanston?
1: I think the Ramblers bats show up today. Now, I don't know if Hank Liss is up in the rotation, which, you know, you shorten the playoffs to basically a two-person. If they throw him tonight, Ramblers are going to really struggle, as would any team in the state. He's their kind of stud arm. Um, But uh, so if that's the case, maybe my – but I I really like the bats, and I think – Um, They just scored only two runs against Elk Grove. So I think maybe they shake that off and and put together a performance here. Um, And it just depends on uh, if they can pitch too. So I think, uh, I think they can do it though. Um, Will they, I don't know. We're at a point, you know, these are, these are good baseball teams. Uh, I don't know what will happen, but I think, I think Loyola can make it happen.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting to see what they're able to do and People are probably tired of us saying this, but I feel like this is just so unpredictable where you don't know who's going to get hot, who's going to get it today at, on the mound and that kind of stuff. And um, I think it becomes hard to predict on that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised to beat them, beat Evanston, obviously I said earlier that they won't get past them. But then you face a high GBS team for a sectional crown on Saturday and um, we'll see how that's able to go. But it'll be interesting to see what the Ramblers are able to do um, in a few hours up at the Munns campus. And to cap things off, we got uh, Nutrier Boys Volleyball competing for a state title, Joe. um, You mentioned, obviously, thinking that the Trevians are a top four team at the state. So what do you expect to happen here? And uh, ultimately, where do you see them finishing?
1: If you made me predict, I would say the final four teams are Glenbard West, OPRF, Lincoln Way East, and Nutrier. And then it's going to be Glenbard West and Lincoln Way East for the title. And Nutria takes third place with a win over OPRF. That would be my best guess um, after just kind of knowing some of these teams in the season. So, yeah, I think Nutria takes third. I don't uh, I'm not super confident in that because I do think once we get to that final four, uh, we we do have those. Those would be my top four teams in the state. And then. I do think Lombard West is probably the best and has the best shot at state. But other than that, I think they might could, could all beat each other. Um, so I'm not super confident, but I I will predict because you're forcing me, Mike, that yeah. new Fury will take third.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be another deep run for uh, the Trevians and um, they'll bring a trophy home. I definitely think that, but, um, it'll be a fun uh, weekend in Hoffman, the states, and it'll be a fun weekend everywhere around the Chicago area and the state of Illinois as we are heading into the final stretch here of the postseason. Um, after next week, all we'll have is 3A and 4A softball and baseball uh, final fours going on. So we've got a lot to t- uh, talk about next week. So make sure you check us out next week. And thank you as always to listening to the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere they're available. Check us out wherever you are. Let us know if we're not where you listen to podcasts. We can add stuff there. Subscribe. Give us a nice review. We always appreciate the positive feedback. Keep up with Joe. Um, for all the latest, he's been doing a lot of great work at the uh, Record North Shore. And make sure you check out my stuff at Friday Night Drive. We are uh, into a big critical month here of June when it comes to recruiting. So make sure you check us out as well. So. For Joy and I, thanks so much for joining us this week and talk to you guys next week. See ya.
1: Thank you for listening to The Varsity, a product of the record, Northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.